Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Well, sometime around mid-July, we should have a good idea who's going to be the next Simon Stevens. Well, that's a mistake, really. Who runs the NHS for the next stage of its long life is not about the next Simon Stevens. Stevens has done a phenomenal job inheriting the wreckage of the NHS after austerity and landsley. No money, no parliamentary time for legislation, reorganisation, a pandemic, vaccines, staff shortages. Quite how he threaded his way through all that and left ministers, the Treasury and number 10 as bystanders is little short of magic. Quite what he might have achieved if Covid hadn't got in the way, we'll never know. But we're not looking for a Simon Stevens Mark II. The NHS is in a different place to where he found it. We need someone right for the now. The Health Service Journal, and there's a link in the e-letter this morning, um, has revealed the process by which the new leader will be anointed. Headlines, shortlist, a day of psychometric testing, an initial interview with the people from the Treasury, the Cabinet Office and Number 10, interviews with non-execs from NHS E and I, an interview with NHS E, a final job interview with Number 19, Sajid Javid and Bojo. It seems to me it's easier to become the Pope. Mainly old white geezers. Diversity? What diversity? There's a list of people involved from Lord Pig's Blood Prior. And if you uh, go to the ELSE, you'll find the link. We'll see what that's all about. So Lord Prior to non-executive people from the DHSC, who were so smart and on the ball, they never noticed when number 18 planted his mistress among them. The non-execs at NHSE comprise a shopkeeper, a margarine maker, a former rat catcher and a woman who sells sandwiches. The one exception is Ara Darcy, Lord Darcy. His little finger knows more about the NHS than the rest will know in a lifetime. The other exception is Sam Jones, a former NHS Trust boss and leader of the Vanguard programme who now works at number 10. She's on one of the interview panels, but it's so confusing I can't remember which one. So, take a breath take stock. Almost no one involved in this labyrinth choosing the next head of the NHS knows anything about the NHS. And then there's a day of psychometric testing. Now, it was psychometric testing that gave us the chairman of the co-op bank, Paul Flowers. You remember him? He scored highly in the psychometric tests required for his appointment. A former Methodist minister, he was duly appointed. He was later revealed as a high-rolling gambler and the scandal involving drugs, rent boys and a £1.5 billion hole in the co-op bank's finances. It should have buried psychometric testing forever. It didn't. Why? Because it gives people who can't make decisions a place to hide. Psychometric testing is nothing new, invented where else in the United States in the 1880s to gauge, quote, capabilities including reaction time, colour naming, memory and attention. Does it, me does it measure mental horsepower? No. Does it tell you who will put their shoulder to the wheel? No. Does it tell you who will deliver? No. Indeed, there are plenty of consultancies that will teach candidates how to manipulate psychometric testing. Any candidate smart enough to be in the running for a top job will be smart enough to deliver the test results that are needed to get the job. The interview panel should not be driven by psychometric testing. They should be driven by the problem they're trying to solve. What are the competences, behaviour, behavior, cultural norms of the candidate that they're looking for? They need someone who can hit the ground running and be able to answer three questions. 
What are the top five problems facing the NHS? What is your plan to fix them? And when it's fixed, what will the NHS look like? All the candidates in the running are able to form, perform at the highest level. They've done it, proved it, got the T-shirt. The people making the choice should be an ethnic mix of trust chief executives, leaders from primary care and people from the front line who know what's what about getting the best out of people and the places they work. Not the Treasury looking for who they can browbeat and number 10 looking for who they can manipulate. The wrong people searching for the right person is a people problem we can do without. This has been Roy Lilly. Thanks for listening and I look to, forward to uh, talking to you again soon. Bye-bye now.